Hi, this is Mike. Thank you for being a part of what God's doing at the Heights Fellowship. We hope you enjoy this message. We know it's not the same thing as being here in person, but we pray that God would move as you listen and as God applies this to your heart. Doing something kind of special today. I don't need probably to introduce uh, the guy who's going to join me up here on stage, but let me just explain kind of how we met. Uh, we checked a while ago, and on August the 15th, 2015, on a Saturday evening, my doorbell rings. And I go to the door, and I look through the peephole because Saturday evening I'm prepping for sermon. That's kind of my standard practice. And I look out, and I see Pete Christie, the sports anchor from KCBD, standing on my front porch. Well, let me just tell you something. I love you guys. I don't trust you any further than I can spit you. I was certain that you guys had set me up. You were punking me some way. And so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I open the door and I say, Pete Christie, what are you doing on my front porch? He gets this startled look in his eyes. He goes, I I'm just, I'm looking for my kids. And I went, what? He goes, my kids are playing. And I said, where are they at? And he had come one house uh, west of where his kids were playing with my next door neighbor's kids. They're good friends. And uh, so we stood there on the front porch and talked for a long time. And, and uh, I had never, I don't know that we had ever met before that point, but uh, it just, it became very obvious very quickly, this is a man of faith. This is a man who loves the Lord that the Lord, that the Lord loves. And just, just very quickly, we were knit together in that. He said, listen, my kids are, are, have, have trusted Christ. They're being baptized tomorrow and just excited about that. And, and here's a guy who's, who's a single parent raising his two kids, doing just an incredible job doing that. And he's sharing just that, that great truth with me. And so fast forward. And we're going we're gonna to get to that here in just a minute. But fast forward a couple of years later, he shows up here in my office to pray for me because you guys had asked him to. And uh, we're, we're going to tell the story in a minute. But I want you to welcome uh, to the Heights Fellowship stage, Pete Christie, my friend. And he will probably introduce her, but the lovely lady to his left she was sitting there is his girlfriend, Lorelai Schaefer. Yes, she is named after the song, just so in case you're going to ask, because everybody always asks that. So, Pete, let's have a seat over here and, and talk a little bit. Welcome to the Heights, man. Good to be here. We, we haven't scripted a whole lot. We're just going to see where this goes. Um, it's kind of cool the way the Lord has created this friendship. Uh, we probably talk, what, a couple of three times a week. We text a lot more than that. Uh, and it's just cool the way the Lord has kind of knit us together that way. And, and it's kind of started with something called Lunch Church. You hear me talk about it a couple of times a month. You see me post on our socials about it all the time. Uh, Lunch Church is something that the Lord gave Pete. And, uh, and I'll just be really transparent. The Lord gave it to Pete because I was disobedient and didn't take it. And uh, it's a true story, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But tell us a little bit, Pete, about where the concept of Lunch Church came to you, how that, how that worked, because this is all about hearing the Lord. That's kind of, I want to kind of give you some context here. Well, I was sitting at Cagle Steakhouse in December of 2017, eating a good meal like I always do at Cagle Steakhouse, and uh, I get these goosebumps, and I hear God tell me, uh, you got all these men watching you do sports, bring them to me. And I remember, I, I mean, I, I was with somebody, but I remember I said, what am I supposed to do? And he told me, lunch church for men. 
So I immediately went and talked to Mr. Cagle, John Cagle, and uh, he said, man, you know, we, we hold a little uh, lunch in our, uh, at our place every Wednesday, but we stopped doing it. So why don't we do your little, you know, men's lunch church? So we started that in January of 2018, and every, once a month uh, we, we had men come, and then the women got mad at me. What about us? And I said, well, God told me about the men. I don't know about the women, but I started a women's one, and then COVID hit. And uh, then we just did it online. But I've been faithful. We've done 63 of them. And uh, now we got men and women together. We just had Joey McGuire, the, uh, the new tech football coach. We ran out of food that day. So, uh, you know, he tells me. I mean, and God's talked to me a lot. And uh, whatever he tells me to do, I do. You know, the interesting thing is, and, and I love, and some of you guys I've talked to, you've heard me say this before, but I, I love it when you find somebody in business somebody in, in your case, sports, somebody who's an educator, somebody who, who's in some field. I got a really weird stool here, man. I think I'm afraid I'm going to fall over backwards. If I fall off my stool, man, just keep going, okay? Uh, and, but I love when you get somebody who gets it. You understand God put Pete where he put Pete. God put you where he put you. God gave you a voice and he gave you influence into whatever it is that you're into in your neighborhood, in your job, in your family, whatever. And when people get that, it's revolutionary to the way that they live out their faith. And Pete hears the Lord say, hey, we're going to start Lunch Church. Let, let me, I, I alluded to this a minute ago. In 2007, we moved into this building. The Lord told me the same thing. And I let myself get talked out of it. Eight years later, it comes back around. The Lord said, I'm doing this. This is my work. This isn't Pete's work. This isn't Mike's work. This is my work. Mike, you were disobedient. I'm going to Pete. And so he put that on Pete's heart. And Pete took it and ran with it the way you should, the way we should. And so I'm giving you a negative example and a positive example, right? So fast forward, 2017, I have... Uh, my first heart attack, and one of you guys knows Pete and says, hey, I know you're involved in the prayer ministry at your church. Will you go pray over my pastor? So he shows up in my office, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and there was this realization, front porch, two years ago, wrong house. And we started talking, and it was just really cool the way God did this. And, and he said, I'm doing this lunch church thing, and it's like the Lord got on me and said, this is what you didn't do. You know, I'm giving you another shot at it. So I'm kind of just the silent helper in this deal. Pete has great insight into sports community in particular, but education and other areas in our community because of the profile the Lord's given him, and he's been faithful. He's being faithful uh, with that. But uh, talk a little bit about, uh, tell me about the story with Butch. Just let's talk about that if you don't mind. No, yeah. I'm, sometimes you got to talk about, ne you know, nobody goes undefeated in life. There's not one person in here that has it all together. We all got something going on. And I, 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 I have a lot of sports analogies in my life, but I tell people all the time, nobody goes undefeated. You just got to work through the losses and, and, and get better. So, uh, you know, here I got to tell a story about, you know, I was going through a horrible divorce. And, uh, I mean, my work doesn't even, didn't even know. And I was taping the 6 and 10 news. I was taping it so I could get home and figure out what was going on. So, I, I only told my pastor. I hadn't told anybody. 
And uh, one night, uh, Butch Henderson got fired over at Coronado after 23 years of coaching football there. And so I was actually in that night. At uh, 6 o'clock, I did the sports. And then I called Butch Henderson, and I said, hey, Butch, uh, people want to hear from you. Can I interview you and just get your thoughts on you know, being let go? And he said, man, you've been good to me. I'm going to come up to the station, and I'll do an interview with you. So we do an interview inside the station. Uh, we just moved out of Avenue A. We were there forever. But uh, we finish up doing the interview, and as we walk outside, I mean, I'll never forget it. It was, it was dusk, so it was light, but it was getting dark. And uh, as we're walking, uh, I, get, I mean, I usually get a good set of goosebumps, and uh, I hear God tell me, tell him you're going through a divorce. And uh, I feel like time stopped at that moment because I had a million things going through my head before I took my next step. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm taping news. I haven't told anybody. I haven't even told my family. I've only told my pastor. Uh, I got to do it. Butch, I'm going through a divorce before I even put my foot down. And uh, Butch Henderson looks at me and he says, I'm going to pray for you. So he leaves. I sit in my car. I cry. I'm like, you know, what's that about? So uh, the next morning, uh, I'm woken up. And I see it's 5.15, and I mean, who's texting me at 5.15 in the morning? I look, and it says, Butch Henderson, praying for you. The next day, 5.05, praying for you. Five, well, he prays every day, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. So I think, okay, uh, he's got someone praying for me. But God always has a bigger plan. So three or four weeks later, Butch Henderson doesn't have a job, still looking to get a high school job. And Wayland Baptist had restarted football after 72 years and uh, they had hired a guy, but he resigned. It was too much to start a program up. He left. And so I get a press release that day, and it says, you know, Waylon, this guy's leaving. We're going to look for a new coach. So for some reason, the athletic director at Wayland Baptist was Greg Ferris. I had never met him, never talked to him in my life. He had to track down my cell number, and he calls me. And he calls me, and he's telling me what's in this press release. And I remember I got annoyed. I said, why is this guy calling me? I get press releases all the time from Waylon. Why is he calling me to tell me what I already have in an email like I always have from these press releases? And here comes God. Tell him about Butch Henderson. And as soon as I heard that, I smiled. I, I knew what was going to happen because you know. And uh, I, I talked Butch Henderson up like I'm his agent. I mean, and he was there 23 years. He's faith. He's football. Perfect. And this AD says, you know, his daughter went here. You think he would come? I said, man, this is great. So I hang up. I call Butch Henderson. I'm so pumped up. I tell him, man, I got to, you're getting this job because of God. Wayland Baptist football. I talked you up. I was like your agent. He says to me, I don't want that job. I said, what are you talking about? He says, I'm a high school coach. That's re recruiting. That's way above me. I'm not, I can't do it. And three or four weeks later, I, to I had told him, you need to walk through that door and be ready. Three or four weeks later, he called me and told me he was a new football coach at Wayland, and I got to break it on the news that night. But then, three or four years later, they started out 7-1, and one, and uh, he came in again and did an interview. And as we walked outside, it was dusk again. I mean, it was deja vu for me, and I just started crying and crying. And I told Butch, man, you remember? And he, he goes, of course I remember. And he goes, you remember I told you I don't like recruiting? Now that's the best part. I go in people's homes. I tell them, uh, we're going to take care of your kids. God's here. We were working with your kids. And the real blessing is he's getting all these local kids at all these little schools. I mean, they get, they get kids from Motley County, from Borden County, getting to play college football. And so uh, he's still there. I mean, that was 10, 11 years ago. But uh, 
you know, I, I tell that story a lot, but, you know, I hate, I'm, I'm, it, you know, you got to talk about some negatives in your life, and sometimes a negative can lead to a positive. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, one other story that we got to share. Lorelai, is it okay if we share your story a little bit? Okay. Um, they're walking through a pretty difficult um, health situation. God is very faithful through that, but just... Um, I, I'll let you explain because you, you can, I'll, I will totally mess this up, Lord. I, I might too. Um, well, then she can correct both of us. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, the way the Lord. I wasn't even at youth camp last week. Anyway, so I'm well rested. Uh, the way the Lord has, has ministered to you guys through her health situation, that's ongoing. Can you share that? Well, yeah, well, first, uh, you know, after getting divorced, uh, you know, I, you, you try to find somebody else on your own, and I, w- I went through some rough times, so I finally said, God, you know, you got to bring me somebody, and uh, I met Lorelai, and uh, I didn't even see what was going on, and, uh, you know, she lived out of town, and we met, we were talking, and then all of a sudden, we're dating, and uh, I didn't even know her name. I didn't know if it was Laura Lee, Lorelai, or Lorelai. And I remember the first time I met her, she told me she was named after a stick song. So I went and looked it up on Google and uh, that on YouTube, and that's how I found her name was Lorelai. So uh, then we're, 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 you know, then I, things were great. And then all of a sudden she's sleeping 16 hours a day, and she tells me she's got Lyme disease. And so she had done some things to try to, to, to help herself. But uh, she, we go, she gets this medicine, and... Uh, bugs start coming out of her. She is infested with parasites. And so, you know, we've been going to, she was going to Houston where they do this form of chemotherapy that's a, a, a SOT. And uh, finally she, she told me, I mean, this is in the last three or four months, she wanted to go to Mexico for eight weeks. And I immediately had bad thoughts. I, just, I mean, that's a long time. And so I pray and, uh, you, you know, of all people to come deliver a blessing to us. It's Tim Siegel, who of course is going through his own struggles, uh, you know, losing his son Luke. And he says to me, hey, you, you need to call this guy at the Texas Tech Hall Science Center. So we call him. He tells us, he tells me, oh, you guys are going to Houston. This is good. You're doing this. You're doing that. This is good. Have you gotten a hoe cut? And I'm like, what's Kirby Hocutt got to do with it? And he goes, no, it's a hocket. I think that's what it's called. So uh, it turns out this place, and, and I live uh, off, of, off uh, behind Cardinals. This place is right behind Cardinals, uh, Foundation Health and Wellness. And so she goes in there, and uh, this girl is an angel. And she has, has dealt with similar situations. I mean, at first, I thought she might be the only one going through this. And uh, then people, you know, then she tells me to put it on Facebook, and people are, are contacting her, and they're kind of going through the same thing. And so then you see God working. And then, uh, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm front row for a miracle. I mean, I really know this is going to happen. And uh, then, uh, you know, so a lot of these things start coming out of her. And uh, I've seen a few, but I haven't seen many. And She's got pictures, and uh, yeah, it's some horrific stuff. There and will not be slides. No. And so, <laughs> no slides uh, today. Uh, then uh, she sees that parasites are in her blood. Well, how do you handle that? And so they got some stuff over at Veritas, and uh, she had been trying to get into Veritas downtown. I think, I don't know what street they're on, but they're down there. And uh, 
So uh, there's a long wait. And uh, back, in, back in January, I got a message, an email from these people, uh, uh, Canyon Provisional Meats or something, and they, they do grass-fed meat out in post. And they said, hey, uh, will you come out and eat some grass-fed you know, meat? And I said, absolutely. I mean, that's... Tough job. If you live in Texas, you should be eating meat. No offense to <laughs> vegans. Or anything. That's another story. But I, I'll eat steak every day. And so, I, I, so that's in January, and the event is in April. And meanwhile, this Mexico and all this stuff is going on. And uh, as, as we're getting closer to April, I get an email, and I see speaking at this event is ben, Dr. Ben Edwards, who is over at Veritas. And, I mean, again, I can, I can connect the dots. I see what's happening. As soon as we get there, we talk to him. He, he uh, said, you know, uh, come. And so she is already in there now, and they're, they're working on her with that. So little by little, I see the right people coming in. You know, God's got a plan. And, uh, you know, as we talk about Lunch Church, we've done 63, and I certainly hope, I mean, I pray every day it's going to happen. And uh, I, in my heart, I feel like Lorelai is going to speak at Lunch Church 100. And so we're at 60, or it's, this month is going to be 64, so that's three years. And I hope it's not going to take three years, but in my heart, I feel like she will be completely healed by Lunch Church 100. So she asked me last night, she's got some new uh, side effect things going on that are that are horrible and uh, you know she asked me am I worried and I, I just I'm not I mean I feel like God's really going to get some good glory out of this and uh, uh, it's going to happen Amen. Amen. you've got to see a lot of stuff because you've been faithful to the Lord and responding and guys one of the things we've talked through this series about is when the Lord gives you a word when the Lord directs you, don't be me, be Pete. And respond to that. Follow through with that um, in regard to... A little bit about um, I, the story of the lady in the parking lot with cancer. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, at our church, we give away prayer cloths uh, off of Acts 19 where they would rip, rip the hem off of a garment. They'd pray over it and miracles would happen. So... Uh, our church gives out these prayer cloths, and I mean, uh, five, six years ago, somebody got up, and as people always get up and talk about miracles, and somebody got up and was talking about one of the miracles, and I sat back there and said, man, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, I, I'd like to have a, a piece of this pie. I'd like to get involved in this, and uh, that weekend, somebody hit me up on Facebook. You know, I, I probably got, I think I'm up to 77,000 followers on Facebook. Of course, I maybe know 200 of them, so... Uh, that's a blessing in itself. So somebody reached out to me, I don't know them, and they say, hey, uh, my daughter has cancer. Will you pray for her? I said, absolutely. So I pray, and uh, I hear God tell me, give her a prayer cloth. And as soon as I hear that, again, I can connect the dots. I know. I know this woman is going to be healed. I just know it. And so I, I, we get the prayer cloth. We pray over it. We meet in the parking lot at Texas Roadhouse, and uh, um, we pray together. We cry. And I told her, you know, whatever, however this plays out, when you are completely healed, just come to my church and testify. And about seven, eight months later, she called me crying. I couldn't even understand her on the phone. And uh, she had gotten uh, no cancer. They, they, and to this day now, she has no cancer. But she came and testified. And, man, I throw out those things all the time. And, uh, you know, I've been up. And, 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 you know, I've seen so many miracles. But I've also seen where it doesn't happen. I've been at the NICU unit. And we were all together, and I had prayer cloths on both little incubators, and one baby lived and one didn't. 
So, you know, it's not like I can sit up here and tell you I got all the answers. I got no answers. I just do what God tells me to do. Well, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate your openness to the Lord and your willingness to come to a foreign environment and share. But, man, when we're in the church, it's not really a foreign environment. So it's home, it's home court for you. Um, here's what we want to do today. Um, we're, I'm, I'm just I'm looking at time, thinking through this deal. Uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up today. But here's what I would like to do, if, if you don't mind. Uh, you do this to everybody that comes and speaks at lunch church. I'm getting to do it to you now. Uh, we want to pray over you and Lord life. That's okay. So if you guys will just meet us down there, I'll take your okay. And I just want to say one more thing. You know, uh, I ask God every day to use me before I, I hit the yeah. floor during the day. God, use me, use me. So, you know, if somebody's out there, oh, well, he's on TV. It's got nothing to do. I'm on TV. Channel 11's got nothing to do with that. It's, it has to do with being faithful. Ask to be used by God. You know, I feel like God looks down the side, you know, his bench, uh, like a basketball coach, and, and he's pointed at me, and I've got in there, and I've got an assist, or I scored two points for him, and so, uh, you know, I always say, why me? Why me? And, you know, why not you? I mean, I, you know, and then, you know, what do you get in return? I mean, you know, I, I spend money to promote lunch, church, whatever. I mean, he, he blesses you, and so, you know, there was one time at my house, uh, uh, it was in November, it was like 30, 20 degrees out, and a jogger jogged by my house, and smelled gas and called. And when I came home, we went in and the, the numbers were off the chart. And uh, to me, uh, you know, a, a jogger's jogging, who would stop their, their routine? I don't even know if I would, I mean, I guess he smelled gas really bad, but I, I, I see, you know, and, and this miracle for Lorelei, it's gonna happen. And so, you know, when you're faithful and you're doing things for God, uh, you'll get things you don't even know you need in return. Amen. Just, Pete's, I don't know if you know, Pete's from Maryland. He grew up in Maryland. He posted a picture, sent me a picture a couple of weeks or months ago of your home, okay. your home place. There's a park there. They've, they've torn down that neighborhood, and there's a park there. But you were talking about, you know, that was where you first started practicing calling sports. Yeah. Well, and you can look back, and, you know, I, I, when I was six, I, I wanted to be a doctor, and my brother had spray-painted a bike frame and hung it up on the clothesline. We don't even have clotheslines anymore. And uh, I was running around. I ran into it, and I passed out, and the newspaper boy picked me up and took me to my parents, and we went to the hospital, and I got 14 stitches. And I remember I was so grossed out by blood, I said, I don't want to be a doctor. And the next day, <laughs> I picked up a spoon at 6. And, and this is, I mean, I feel like God made me run into that bike frame because this has been <laughs> such a blessing. And I'll tell you, you know, I was here in Lubbock, 95 to 97, and the only reason why I'm back in Lubbock uh, one, I wasn't making any money the first time, but I got to Philadelphia. But uh, another good moral is treat everybody equal. It doesn't matter if you think mm. you're better than somebody or worse than somebody. Uh, the scales are always changed, so why not treat everybody equal? There was an intern at Channel 11 uh, when I left in 97, and I would take him to lunch. We'd go out, and he looked up. I'm the big sports guy, and I'm like, hey, man, this is just another dude. Let's do some lunch. And when I left, he said, I'm going to become the boss, and I'm going to bring you back. And seven years later, I was getting an Emmy Award in Philadelphia, and I got an 806 number, and it was that kid. He said, I'm the boss, and they brought me back. So in September, it'll be 18 years for me. And I mean, in Lubbock, I mean I, some people think you're crazy living in Lubbock with the wind and stuff, but 
Uh, you see all the craziness out there. I mean, there are so many good people here in Lubbock. If you pull over and got a problem with your car, somebody always stops to help you. In, in Philadelphia, they might stop to help themselves. I, it's just, <laughs> I'm, it, I just love living in Lubbock. And I think, I just made a post the other day. I thank God I live in Lubbock. Some guy's like, you're crazy. I live in Florida. And whatever. Lubbock's special, and there are great people here. Well, I was going to ask, you know, what, how does a kid from Maryland end up in Lubbock, Texas, twice? And you told us that, so. Anyway, man, we are are so glad that you came to share with us. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for being open to the Lord. Guys, just a guy, okay? Really good guy, but just a guy. The Lord's speaking to us. The Lord's prompting us. How are you responding to that? Are you going to be obedient and walk through that door? So you and Lorelai wouldn't mind coming down, and I'll take that. And uh, um, Lorelai, is that okay? Just for the record, there were two songs from that era with your name in it, and uh, you're named after the first one. I like the second one best, though. <laughs> anyway, anyway, guys, j- just do this, just like we just did. If you guys would come and gather around them and just pray. If you can get here, that's fine. If you can get next to somebody, hand on their shoulder. You guys that are online, thank you for joining us today. We know this is not a typical service, not a typical day, but it was a special message. I hope you were encouraged when we are done praying. Uh, Hug a few necks on your way out and enjoy your holiday tomorrow. Let's pray over Pete and Lorelai. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this servant of yours who has come to share his heart and his experience in this journey that you gave him. Father, we know this, just like he said, you know, we all have the same spirit. The same spirit that that raised Christ from the dead is in us as believers. Lord, I thank you that he is responding to that. Lord, thank you for Lorelai. Thank you for bringing them together. Father, we specifically pray your health and your healing over her this morning. That, Father, as we lay hands on them, as we lay hands on her, that, Father, you would just communicate to her your Holy Spirit is going to bring your healing over her. And so, Lord, we ask that. We pray that. Lord, we don't have any special power. You have the power. You bring the power. And we pray that you would do that with her. Lord, I pray there would be encouragement in their lives this week. Lord, as she's dealing with some of these new side effects, Lord, that you would just bring a, a respite of encouragement to her. And Father, just uh, bring your power and your strength over her. Father, for Pete, that you enable him to continue to move forward in this. And Father, that as, as he speaks in the community, as he moves around among people in schools and, and just the people that you give him the chance to meet, that he would continue to be faithful with the word of Christ that you've given him. Father, we pray for Lunch Church. Uh, Lord, that you would magnify the voice of that and the opportunity just to be encouraged through the week. So, Lord, thank you for these that have gathered here this morning. Thank you for the family here at the Heights that can love on these. Lord, I pray that we would love you well in the lives we lead this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for being a part of what God's doing here at the Heights Fellowship. If the Lord led you to make a decision or you have a question or a need, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at the email listed below, info at theheightsfellowship.org. And we will join you in praying as you take a step forward on your journey with God.